Hey lady, I am so freaking jazzed that you're here. My name is Emily and I am a clinical social worker deeply passionate about what's going on in between our ears. I am here to help build up your toolbox against self-doubt, social comparison, and nasty self-talk to help keep you kind to your mind. You know, we all have something going on in that noggin of ours that isn't always kind. So let's put in the legwork and flex those mindset muscles so that we can move the mountains we were meant to freaking move. Let's go. Girlfriend, welcome back. I am so glad that you're here today to chat with me because this topic has been on my mind for, honestly, a while now. And when I went over to Instagram asking you what your noggin needed to hear lately, it sounds like you connected with this as well. So I'm super hyped, which, by the way, if we are not already connected on social media, head over to Instagram and shoot me a message. I would absolutely love to connect with you and get to know you even more personally. If you're the kind of girl that's interested in growth like this, you are the kind of lady I want to surround myself with. But today I want to chat with you about limiting beliefs. And honestly, friend, this topic is a a complicated one because it's something that is just so ingrained in us and listen, I'm I'm a therapist, so my background on this topic gets a little more nerdy than most, but long explanation short here. In mindfulness therapy, a limiting belief is very similar to something we call a cognitive distortion, which is when you believe something because of the way your mind is in a habit of thinking. But girlfriend, the reason why I say this topic in particular is so dense and so complicated is because of the many places that these habits of thinking come from. And by this, I mean the way that you were raised, early life experiences that you've had, resiliency that you've built up over time, coping skills that you use or don't use, how you personally take in the world how you interact with the world around you. And over time, these limiting beliefs are formed and solidified. Here's basically how this cycle sort of perpetuates itself, okay? Number one, from an early age, these limiting beliefs, they create a a tainted lens through which we start to see our lives and ourselves, skewing our perceptions, Picture it like a pair of glasses almost that are not the right prescription, right? You are looking through lenses that are not giving you an accurate view. You are not seeing things how they really are. So number two, this lens keeps us stuck in life-limiting thoughts and patterns. And here's where we really need to pause for a minute because this looks so different for so many people. Usually, these come in the form of an automatic negative thought. Now, that's therapy talk there, but it comes to you completely automatically without thinking because your brain is so trained in that habit of thinking that you don't even need to think it through. I have a little exercise for you and I to do together today, so keep this in your mind for later, but your limiting beliefs are the things that pop in your head that normally start with something along the lines of, 
I must, I can't, I'm not, I don't, or I should. Have you ever heard your noggin say something like that or said something like that out loud even? Countless times, right? You probably had 50 examples pop into your head. Me too, dude, because everybody has. Everyone has. Some more than others, sure, but everyone has. If you listened to the episode about fear a few weeks ago, you've heard this before. It's that viewing things in extremes, the all or nothing thinking, the catastrophizing, all of that. But here are some of the most common limiting beliefs that I think we really need to shed some light on. First one here, universal beliefs. They lead us to believe that because one situation ended a certain way, that means that every other situation after that will end that way too. Tell me if you connect with this. I feel like I use this example a lot, but the first no that I got for a big girl therapist job, it sent my limiting universal beliefs into freaking motion. I told myself that because the first situation ended with a no, that every other interview after that would end the same way because that was the lens that I was looking through. Those were the glasses that I decided to put on my freaking head in that situation. Now, second most common here, if then beliefs. Those ones are like, hey girl, if you do that, it, it might not be such a good idea because then this awful thing will happen. If I try something new, then I'll fail. If I face the healing I've been putting off, then it'll be too much for me. I won't be able to handle it. Do you think that thought or that belief led to trying something new? Do you think that belief led to facing procrastinated healing? Hex to the no, honey. Now, the last one is honestly my personal toughie, and probably for you too, self-esteem beliefs. The beliefs that are so stinking ingrained in you about who you are as an individual that it immediately, without a doubt, decides what you're capable of. Smacks a label on you right then and there. Things like, I'm unlovable. That doesn't make someone see the opportunities for love and partnership in front of them. Or something that sounds like, I can never do that. Now that, my friend, of course doesn't encourage someone to continue to strive to do whatever that thing is. You get the gist. Girlfriend universal beliefs, if-then statements, self-esteem beliefs, probably the three most common ones. Looking through this lens keeps us stuck in a life-limiting place. And for a woman on a freaking growth journey, that just will not do. So number three in this vicious cycle that we find ourselves in, right? Believing these beliefs. We continue to live within the confines of those limits, further fulfilling those limiting beliefs, creating a perceived reality. Because that's what makes it so stinking sneaky, right? It perpetuates and perpetuates and perpetuates. So your mind just tells you that this is reality. This is just how it goes. This is just who you are. 
You get so used to believing that you're not deserving or ready, willing, wanting, or able of something in your life that your cycle of limiting beliefs fools you to just accept that as a fact. I want you to think of these limiting beliefs as abundance blockers. Allowing those cycles of belief to continue You are limiting what life can offer you. You are limiting your view of what opportunities might be sitting right in front of your freaking face. And that brings us to number four. The limiting beliefs then create a pattern of self-sabotage. You don't even realize it happening. It's second nature, but the perpetuation of that pattern It sabotages so many opportunities for your future. So here's the sitch. In order to really level up in this section of our mindset, in this realm of our freaking head, we need to truly believe that whatever that cognitive distortion is telling you you can't have or can't do, we need to find a way to have full freaking faith that that thing should truly be yours. But how on earth can we actually do that? It's freaking ingrained in us. It's second nature. We are so used to it that we've created this reality. This is what it is. How can we intervene and go from abundance blocking to life freaking living? Girl, good question. But don't sweat it because like any mindset shift, it's going to take intention. It's going to take persistence. But we are going to take the first few steps together today. Okay, you and me. I have a little exercise here that I want to get you started with. If you're not in a place to put things down on paper, absolutely no big deal. You may be driving or taking a bath. Totally get it. Do you, girlfriend? But when you get the chance, I encourage you to really sit down and put some of this stuff down on paper for yourself. Because later you might need a reminder. Because it's going to take more than one go at it. It is going to take intention. It is going to take persistence. It is going to be frustrating. But you and I are going to take the first couple steps together today, okay? So step one, take some time to acknowledge fully that these limiting beliefs exist. What are some things that you find that you tell yourself often? Go back to what we were chatting about before. I must fill in the blank. I can't what? I'm not a dot, dot, dot. I should do what? Write them all down. Don't give yourself a limit on time or or a limit on the number of beliefs. If there are a lot, okay, great. Let there be a lot. If there are a few really stinking prominent ones, that's okay too. For the sake of this example, I am going to choose one of my own to share with you. We all have them. And you and I are gal pals at this point, so I don't feel embarrassed telling you this, okay? A limiting belief that pops up for me often sounds something like this. I'm too complicated for someone to love me. It honestly, dude, it makes me so sad 
saying it out loud because it sounds awful. But at this point, I have given it a lot of reflection and can take this first step to acknowledge that it exists. Sometimes I have a universal limiting belief that I am too complicated to be loved by someone because of the way one singular long-term relationship ended. Do you hear that universal thinking happening here? Because I certainly stink and do. So step two, is this limiting belief a fact? And go through the whole stinking list. This is when you really need to turn into a stinking detective. You need to sniff out the evidence that is telling you this belief is true. And also the evidence telling you that this belief is a crock of crap. Really dig deep. And if you can write it down, write it down. Remember back in middle school when we would make those pros and cons lists? To be honest, I still do them, but they look a little bit different now. They're evidence for and evidence against. But like we chatted about before, these abundance blockers are so ingrained, these cognitive distortions are so ingrained in us that we don't sit down to look at the evidence. We just assume that the reality we've created is a fact. So using my example here, I am too complicated for anyone to love me fully. Let's look at evidence for, evidence against, right? When was that statement true? All the time? Emily, no. But a few years ago, was it true for one relationship? Yeah, it was. Okay, now flip it. When was this statement false? Untrue, disproven. Well, um, your your boyfriend now has been with you for about six months-ish. He loves you fully and hasn't decided that you're too complicated yet. Are you going to be with this one forever? Who the heck knows? But for right now, today, that statement is false. I'm sorry, Noggin. I caught you. So we have acknowledged that this belief exists, right? We have investigated evidence that it's true or that it's false, done some proof digging. So part three, how can I act as if the opposite of this belief is true? This is where we fake it till we freaking make it. You trained your noggin to believe that nasty thing. So you can train your head to believe something else too, right? We said that we got here to this habit of thinking by perpetuating that cycle. Repetition over and over and over again. So that is what it's going to take to flip it in the opposite direction too. Repetition. If that means that you stand in the mirror and you speak these beliefs into existence every morning, do that. If that means writing them down somewhere where you can see them every day, do you run with it, dude. For me, and maybe this is true for you too, things like this, they tend to have so much more weight to them, so much more impact. When I purposefully and intentionally, like a weirdo, say them out loud, in the mirror, looking myself, dead in the freaking eye. I'm not joking. If that's not your style, 
That's okay. But start talking the talk. And then hopefully, before you know it, we replace that limiting belief with an empowering one. I want you to feel like the freaking girl from Mean Girls. The limit does not exist. And in order to make that flip and belief honest and and genuine, we have to go back to our verbiage. We have to come back to the words that we are choosing to use. Some examples here. Instead of saying, I'm no good at this, Say something like, as I practice, my skills are going to grow. Instead of saying, good things don't happen to people like me. Try saying something like this. I am a valuable person who deserves greatness. Do you hear how different that sounds? Honey, our thoughts lead to our actions which lead to consequences, outcomes. What thoughts do you think are going to lead you to positive consequences? What beliefs are going to get you from abundance blocking to life living? Someone that believes their thought or experience isn't worth sharing? Or someone that believes that their voice might be exactly what someone else needs? Because I can tell you with that second option, you don't just switch to life living. You switch to life giving. That belief system is then allowing you to make an impact. Four parts, right? We walked through the process. We know that it's going to take patience and it's going to take persistence and repetition. But girlfriend, now we need to stop And you need to give yourself permission to make this change. You are allowed to believe in more for yourself. And I mean really believe it. Honestly believe it. You are allowed to look at yourself in the mirror and say, hey, I love you. Babe, when was the last time you did something like that? looked at yourself dead in the eye in the mirror and said, I love you. You say that to your significant other. You say that to your parents. You say that to your children if you have them. You say that to your siblings, your family. I love you. Why is it so hard to look in the mirror and say, hey, I love you. You are allowed to say that. And by goodness, I pray that you get to a point where you believe it. Think of this whole belief system switch as sort of a process of unbecoming, right? Because at one point, I became a person that was too complicated or damaged or whatever to be loved. That became my reality, That became the prescription of lenses I was then looking through, right? It's time to update that prescription. Maybe for you, you are unbecoming who you thought you had to be in order to be loved. 
maybe you are unbecoming cultural stereotypes, or or people's opinions of who you are, or who you should be, or what your noggin says that you should be. Maybe you're unbecoming a person that is driven by by trauma and by pain, or you're unbecoming the person that's waiting for permission. To live a bold and, and bright and abundant life. I want you to give yourself permission. To take a look at that prescription that you've been using. To take a look at the lenses that you have been looking through. And the limits that they have wrongfully created for you. Because friend to friend here, dude. Your limits do not exist. The limiting beliefs do. Sure, they do for for almost everyone in some shape or form if we don't work on them, but that's why we're here, to learn and to put in the legwork and then to apply. Check your belief system, girlfriend. It goes down deeper than the negative self-talk. Check that self-belief. Question its evidence hard. Be that detective and flip your verbiage. Because, dude, your limits, they are non-existent. Go give yourself permission to go from abundance blocking to life living. And you listen to me right now. It may sound silly. I don't care how cheesy it sounds. But if you're by a mirror right now, I want you to go stand in front of it. And I want you to hear me clearly. I love that girl right there, the one that you are looking at right now. I love her hard. And I want you to, too. I want you to believe it to your core. I want you to say it out loud, looking at her dead in the face. And now I want you to go be kind to my friend. And don't you dare for a second, tell that girl what she can't do. I love you so much, and I will talk to you next week. Go be kind. Dude, thank you so much for including the kind mind and this weirdo in your journey. If you vibed with this episode, I would love to connect with you on social media. Go take your takeaways to your Instagram story and tag me so I can thank you for spreading a message that is near and dear to my heart. Thank you for letting me sit in the passenger seat of your personal growth journey. I want to hear about the mountains that you are moving. But until next time, stay kind to that mind, girlfriend. I'll talk to you soon.